We've been talking a lot about anxiety in relationship to the fire season of summer. And what's really unique about this year in particular is that in addition to the external factors in terms of seasonal aspects that might affect us, there's an added layer of stress. So we all have the stressors in our own personal lives that come and go. But with the pandemic, and especially with this new COVID variant, this is really adding another level of stress to most people's lives. Yeah, the Delta variant is scaring a lot of people and causing problems. And and then we have the whole topic of vaccines. You know, people are really up in arms on both sides of that issue. And I've definitely seen it in clinic where I had just past week, two patients coming in had recent panic attacks. And one of them ended up in the emergency room. And that's how she got referred to our clinic. And her panic attacks actually started last year during COVID. She had four episodes and then was put on uh, Lexapro which is a, a drug really that is used for acute. I mean, you really can't take these anti-anxiety medications on a regular basis. And she decided to get off it because she had a panic attack when she was on it. So I thought we should unpack further this issue of anxiety and how we look at it from a Chinese medicine perspective, because we could gain some really good insights on not only understanding its etiology, but also how do we treat it? and overcome this type of condition that can really just be so impairing to our normal day-to-day life. to the Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Moafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. From personal experience, I've experienced a lot of anxiety personally in my past, and I have found the big opening that happened for me besides yoga was starting to get acupuncture. That made a really big difference for me. And, you know, when we're going through any type of emotional imbalance, whether it's anxiety or depression, it's really helpful to have as many tools as we can have, but also to know that there's support in various avenues. And I think Chinese medicine, especially classical Chinese medicine, can be very empowering to help overcome these disorders. To understand how Chinese medicine views anxiety disorder, it's first important to reveal the important relationship between the heart and kidneys from this point of view. The heart in Chinese medicine is related to the fire element, whereas the kidneys relate to its opposite, the water element. And the fire, we say, is what houses your shen or your spirit. And that spirit goes into the kidneys, goes into the depth of who you are, the element that holds your essence, which is known as jing. And it retrieves from that essence the curriculum that you're meant to discover and express 
in the world. That's your life purpose. So anytime there's a disharmony between the heart and kidneys, you're not going to feel on purpose in your life. But also, if there's excessive fire in the heart that the kidneys are not able to anchor, that's when you're going to experience a lot of anxiety and even panic attacks. And this relationship is just so important because when the heart and kidney are connecting, the heart can bring its love down into your kidneys, so which relates to your self-identity. So that's how we establish self-love, a sense of self-worth, and as you were saying, a sense of being on purpose. And the disconnect between the heart and kidneys can begin at a really young age, and that starts to bring about a lot of lack of self-confidence, insecurity, kind of feeling scattered and not knowing what you want to do with your life. Self-worth. Mm-hmm. It's really all rooted in, in our experiences in infancy. You know, how were we nurtured by our parents? You know, were we held a lot? Were we breastfed? You know, these are major factors to help a child feel connected and feel whole. And this is what helps the heart and kidney become well-established in the very important formative years, which we see in Chinese medicine uh, through the age of seven or eight. And these formative years are also really important because they relate to the constitutional energetics, which are associated with the unique expression of the five elements in each of our personalities. And that's what we call our temperament. And the way we express our temperament or the expression of our five element energies, our personalities, is going to be unique to every one of us, as you mentioned. And it's also going to be heavily influenced by those who are influencing us at, at these, this early phase of life. So especially our parents are going to have a big impact on how we express ourselves. And we may be pushed to express ourselves in a way that really is not associated with the temperament we were born to be. So we may be born to be a wood type, but your parents want you to be this metal type. You know, so I'm this really ambitious kid. I want to be an explorer and go do things. And my parents are forcing me to clean my room and to just be very disciplined. And I can't be the free spirit that I want to be. Right. And that's very influenced by how your parents raise you, maybe even culturally, because maybe they were taught that, you know, being really ambitious or having a free spirit is not appropriate in some cultures, that you need to kind of follow the rules and you need to be more like your sister, your brother, your cousins, or someone else, and whatever is comfortable for your parents. And this could have even been taught to them by their own parents who didn't know exactly how to nurture the specific personality type of this child or these children and suppress them from having their full expression. So oftentimes this gets carried on from generation to generation very unconsciously. And when these patterns are in place, then it affects how you're forming your personality. And how your personality has a chance or opportunity to express itself the way you were born to be. Right, which is why people as they get older start to get into careers that they don't necessarily feel happy in or want to be in because they were told by their parents, for example, to become engineers or doctors or attorneys. And while those are all great career choices, they may not be what you truly wanted. And you may have done things to appease the social 
environment that you were in or the cultural environment that you were in. And that creates a conflict within your constitution. And this is the type of conditioning that is going to impact what we call the constitutional vessels. But more specifically in Chinese medicine, we call the ancestral vessels. So it relates to to our ancestry because it relates to our genetics and our hereditary qualities and connections. And specifically, it relates to the first ancestry. And that first ancestry we call the Chong, the Du, and the Ren Mai. So Chong Mai just means it's the penetrating vessel. And it's considered to be the blueprint of our constitutional energetics. So the Chong Mai is formed, begins its formation in utero. And it continues in its development until, I, as I said, until about the age of seven for women and eight for boys. And the Chong Mai is the blueprint which helps in the formation of the two vessels, which are called the Sea of Yin and the Sea of Yang. So we have the Du Mai is the Sea of Yang Chi, which goes up the back. The Sea of Ren Mai, which goes up the front of the body. And these are the three vessels which help in the formation of all the other primary meridians, which is used today in Chinese acupuncture. Especially traditional Chinese medicine now, those primary meridians are almost exclusively used for treatment. So when we're talking about these ancestral vessels, they're often like the hidden vessels that have been forgotten in much treatment in TCM that can be revived through an understanding of classical Chinese medicine. And that's why we want to talk about these ancestral vessels, especially the chung, this blueprint, this energetic blueprint, because it's also called the sea of the primary meridians and the sea of the zong and fu, which are the, the organ systems. And it's the sea of blood because it helps in the generation of all of these you know, major aspects of our body, our physiology, and our health. And it's the chong which makes the primary connection with our heart and kidneys in terms of energetics. And in terms of helping us to harmonize this relationship, in terms of supporting us to reconnect the heart and kidneys so that we can feel on purpose, so that we can quell those feelings of anxiety and panic attacks that can come when there's a heart-kidney disconnect. And that leads me to one of the stories that I wanted to share with our listeners because it explains how anxiety can arise when there's a heart-kidney disconnect. And that is when the kidney water, we've talked about this before, is, is insufficient and the energy that's held within the kidneys cannot be contained and it can rush up into the heart and, and create an exuberance of this fire. And literally a person can experience what we call running piglet chi. So running piglet chi is a sensation of something rushing up your, the, the core of your body into your chest. And it can be quite overwhelming. This patient who just recently came in, I asked her if she had a sensation like this. And she said she couldn't remember. And then she, the next time she came back a couple days later, she said, yes, when I had my panic attack, I had this rush of energy 
And that's why in association with the panic attack, she's been having a lot of GERD, a lot of uh, acid reflux, because that's pushing this energy so, so that the stomach is also getting pushed up and causing the acid. And so when this is happening, you have to anchor that fire back into the kidneys to reconstitute that connection. And so the chong is used at this time to reestablish a very core, deep connection. So in this scenario, this is a 46-year-old woman, single mother of two, working two jobs, and she is essentially what we would call burned out. So there's a weakness, more of a deficiency, we say, of the kidneys. And so that water needs to be revitalized. And that's why we want to bring the fire of the heart back down into the core area of the body. And this is so relatable for so many of us who are managing so many different things all at once, whether you have children or not. I know you and I are under you know, exceptional stress in our lives with what's happening, you know, globally and in the environment, but also with what's happening in our personal lives with issues arising with the health of family members and also some self-induced stress with you writing a book and me starting a new program. There's always things that come up in life. And that's why it's so important to have this awareness about building back that kidney energy, making sure that the heart fire doesn't flare out. Because when it does, then it really does create more burnout. So if you don't contain and bring back and reestablish that heart kidney connection with deep rest, through treatment, through self-cultivation, those are all ways to build back your kidney energy. But when we fail to do that, when we just kind of let this run us and kind of keep participating in the rat race, that's when you can have this disconnect of the heart-kidney connection that really can create long-term health problems. And another aspect of this, which is important, that relates to the chong is that it relates to what we call the accumulations. And so it's not always just about trying to strengthen the kidneys. Sometimes you have to move stagnation in the body. So it could be in the middle of the body, you know, relating more to like your, your digestive system. Uh, you could have stagnation in the chest, you know. So uh, dealing with where we have, you could say, excessive pressure that accumulates, if we don't dissipate it, it could lead to patterns that seem like anxiety. You could get overt heart pain. You could get symptoms that feel like a heart attack where you have uh, shortness of breath and pain rate, you know, radiating down your arm. So this is also a chung issue because of accumulation. So there's just a, too much stagnation internally. And I bring this up because I've recently experienced this myself where I literally felt like uh, uh, I was having a heart attack. And then I had lingering symptoms, which were really puzzling. And I knew it to me, because I've had something like this occur in the past, and I had my heart checked and there was nothing related. It was episodic and really it's, it's a type of anxiety. I didn't have panic. I didn't have a racing heart. My pulse is in the low 60s. Blood pressure is good. And yet I was suffering with like this pressure in my chest. And it really was often in the morning. And 
It's because when you get up in the morning, the yang is rising, the sun is rising, and the chi is starting to externalize. Yeah, that's when your cortisol levels are especially elevated. So if you already tend to have high cortisol, that's going to be expressed even more when oh, you yeah. first wake up. And that's when you can have like a morning panic attack. Exactly. Or people uh, have higher blood pressure. And it's not uncommon that people have heart attacks more often in the morning. The most mm-hmm. often is actually Monday morning right. when they just have go to go to the job they hate. <laughs> when they're facing, yeah, to go to the job they hate. So this is another scenario uh, working with the core constitutional energetics to relieve stagnation. That is what we call, what we, the way we say it is it's binding up the chest. And the way that I was finally able to unlock this condition to give me some liberation so I could breathe deeper and not feel such like this constant like pressure around my heart was I used essential oils and I used them along these uh, chung points, acupuncture points associated with the chung meridian that runs into my chest right along the sternum where I had a lot of sensitivity And what was really interesting was that as that started to free up, the body tried to exteriorize that pressure in the front. And I started to get like a swelling and uh, muscle spasm, not really spasm, but just like the swelling in my thoracic area around my scapula. And that's when you were really able to get that energy to release. So I feel, you know, a deeper sense of resolution. And that's a really good story in addition to the first one that you told us about how anxiety can be rooted in either conditions of deficiency where the kidneys are really weak or excess where there's stagnation in a particular area, binding in the chest, for example. And the way that we kind of somatize or physically express these symptoms and how it really takes time for them to resolve. So that's why it's so important to seek out help from a healthcare practitioner, like to explore something like Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Because while you can get temporary relief through taking drugs or taking pharmaceutical drugs, that's really not something that you want to stay on long term because these issues want resolution. They don't just need to be suppressed and driven deeper into the body. That's something that can come up later and be more difficult to resolve. And that's why you don't want to just rely on medications like these anti-anxiety drugs like lorazepam or uh, and nowadays, you know, people are using CBD quite a bit because it's anti-anxiety. It's also a muscle relaxer. But I could tell you, you know, these are, this is temporary relief and it's just not enough when something is recurring and just not resolving balance. It's so important to get to the root imbalance and also to do the work. And we really have to be involved in the process of experiencing some discomfort, of being able to really look deep within, of allowing that shen from the heart to look inside of the kidneys, into the jing, to kind of get a deeper understanding why these issues are coming up for us how we're dealing with the stressors of life. Maybe we're putting too much pressure on ourselves or, you know, not finding tools or using the tools that we know how to use in order to deal with the stressors of life, just kind of letting life take over instead of really staying in our power. And these symptoms all relate to wind. And as we've talked about in the past, wind is generated on a psychological level from our resistance to change. So we have to take a look. 
what is it in our life that we are not willing to change? You know, I've made some definite changes in my eating behavior. My morning routine is different now. Reduced caffeine is a big part of it. So it's important to take a look at like when these types of conditions and problems occur in our lives, I think it's something that we could learn from. And the body is always trying to give us some guidance. So if there's some too much stagnation in our life, perhaps we need to, you know, let go of something. Yeah, simplify. Yeah, simplify. If our body's too weak, perhaps we need to get more rest. Mm -hmm. Slow down. Yeah, all these types of things to help recuperate. So it's like when I've had different health issues in the past, it's always an opportunity to refine myself. And it's very empowering, that process of doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Now we want to hear from you. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash anxiety relief and let us know in the comments what's one small step you can take in your life to either reduce or prevent anxiety from coming into your life. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. And we certainly look forward to next time. Bye.